Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck. Not stuck, Thompson, with me as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, including Southwest Airlines, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. I know everything about Southwest Airlines. Right. You love to fly, don't you? That's one I'm, of your favorite pastimes. You've been talking about getting a, your own plane. Are so, we robot voices right now? Both of us? Robot Chuck going? for a hot... See, look. No. It's me. What's, it's my audio. What is up with all of these sound conspiracies happening today? This is weird. They, You know, it's Southwest. They know that we were going to talk about them a little bit today. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Soundgate. You love flying. Oh, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. I freaking love getting in a tube and going miles up into the air. It's and my you favorite. Were so wealthy. You were talking about getting your own plane to fly back and forth to Illinois and Chattanooga. Yeah, but I wouldn't crash the plane. But now you, know? you can't fly because you didn't take the vaccine. Actually, you know, that's probably true to that's, tell you the truth because there's a lot of medical medical exams you have to go they through. They probably won't even let you buy the and plane I anymore. I could give myself COVID in my plane. Exactly. So they've they've got to keep it really safe. For sure. Hey, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Thank you for following, subscribing. A lot of you went on the YouTube and subscribed on YouTube, but guess what? There are thousands upon thousands of people listening to this episode, and we need everyone to go subscribe on YouTube because they don't count you as a real person until you hit the specific threshold. So make sure you click the link in the show notes and go subscribe on YouTube. And if we had like 10% of you do it, our numbers would probably triple. Yeah, it'd be crazy. On YouTube. It'd be like Facebook right now. Yeah. Facebook's still just going nuts at the moment. It is. 13,000 new followers on Facebook in the last month, maybe five weeks, something like that. Millions of video views. Now we crossed, we, we crossed the million yeah. threshold. I sent Nate a kudos. <laughs> you did. Which I, did. I, I ignored, I'm pretty sure. You did? Yeah. Until I kept giving you them. Mm-hmm. I was like, you should be proud. Because I don't know if you guys know this, Nate handles almost all of the uh, social media and videos and all of that stuff. He puts all of that stuff together. And so kudos to him. I mean, hitting a million views is a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah, we and hit we hit a, a, we have three different videos, I believe, now that hit a million views since you sent sent that to me yeah and even that a uh, video of me with a whiteboard from a while back started spinning up really quick too it's up close to seven hundred thousand views right now of me talking about ceo pay and you see this just for anyone out there that's creating content or doing doing those things that you care about you have to put a lot of content out there and this video one of the videos that just spun up was probably put up two years ago and now it's going. Now we're getting this content that is spinning up and it's been there for a couple of years. And what if I would have never put it up there? You just got lucky. That's it. Nate. Pure luck. Pure That's luck. It. Two years worth of <laughs> worth of video and hard work. And yeah. you finally, fi- I'm not going to say you made it, but it's, you, you it, made it. I mean, I feel there. like you can say you made it. Like in the, in the income we made off of Facebook last week, I could make a living off of that right there. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool just making Facebook videos and putting them up there. And we can do the same thing with YouTube. If all of you would go subscribe, please. That's true. Okay. So the, uh, one of the biggest issues facing the nation right now is what's going on with Southwest airlines. You may have seen a lot of tweets, a lot of pictures of people saying that they were stuck in the airport. They couldn't go anywhere. And by the way, I feel bad for those people who are stuck between flights or they missed important things. Of course you don't want that to happen. I feel badly for them too. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel badly for them. I do. The feelings I have is badly 
yes. for those people. So let's f- try to figure out what's going on. So I figure we might as well look at USA Which, today. I, I do feel badly for them, but Nicole is right. These are bougie ass complaints. This is oh, they are. This is privilege if I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, your miracle of a tube that flies through the air got canceled. Yeah, and it does suck. Look, I hate. I don't hate traveling, but I hate the issues that you can have in traveling. And you did sign a contract with this company that says, "Hey, I'm going to." put you in a tube and I promise it's going to be safe and we're going to get you from one place to the other in a shorter amount of time, but nobody has a right to fly. Okay. Let's make sure we put that out there. And it is, it is a privilege to fly. It is pretty, it's a pretty incredible miracle. Anytime you have to rely on someone else to do something for you, then it's not a given that that person just has to do it for you. And that'll come into play with some of these tweets that we have back here. So I was trying to figure out what's going on with this whole Southwest thing. Cause I read some stuff on Twitter And, of course, it's presenting one side, and I look at the major news outlets, and they're not mentioning anything about what people on Twitter, people maybe on the right are saying that it is. So, like, which one is it? I don't know. So, USA Today kind of tells you the situation overall. Southwest Southwest Airlines flight woes continue a thousand Sunday cancellations and counting. I believe they they canceled another several hundred today already. So stranded Southwest passengers across the country are struggling with a second day of mass flight cancellations by the nation's largest domestic airline. Southwest has canceled 1,000 Sunday flights as of 1 p.m. Central Time. I just read that in Central Time. I don't know why. According to Flight Tracker, Flight Aware, that's 28% of the airline scheduled flights and the highest of any U.S. airline by a wide margin. This will be important here in a sec. American Airlines has canceled 63 flights or 2% of its operation, while Spirit Airlines canceled 32 flights, or 4% of its flights, according to FlightAware. But with Spirit, it has everything to do with safety, probably. Yeah. Because those are the most likely to go down. Southwest Sunday cancellations are on top of 800 cancellations on Saturday, or nearly one in four flights. This during a busy travel weekend, given a federal holiday on Monday. More to come about what federal holiday is it, it is today, because I'm not really sure which one it is. Tell you the truth. The airline blamed the problem on air traffic control issues and weather. Really bad weather mm-hmm. for Southwest Airlines is, is happening right now. In a statement Saturday, the airline expressed optimism its operations on Sunday would improve, not worsen. Quote, we experienced significant impact in the Florida airports yesterday evening after an FAA-imposed air traffic management program was implemented due to weather and resulted in a large number of cancellations. We are working hard behind the scenes to minimize challenges and fully recover the operation as we take care of displaced crews and customers as quickly as possible. We will continue to reset our network today and hope to return to close to normal to close to normal operations as we move into sunday did it did it get better by sunday didn't get better it got a lot of worse on sunday got worse the faa responded 20 percent worse the faa responded to southwest statements blaming air traffic control issues and weather without naming the airline and said those issues were limited to friday afternoon that that was the only time that those (laughs) had actually occurred quote some airlines continue to experience scheduling challenges due to aircraft and crews being out of place the statement continued please contact the airlines for details about current flight schedules Southwest has not commented on speculation about other possible causes. This is the last paragraph of the article, by the way, that I had already cut previous paragraphs out of. So the very last one, the only way that you heard this paragraph is if you listen to this podcast, Southwest has not commented on speculation about other possible causes, including the opposition to a vaccine mandate. The airline announced a week ago following the federal vaccine mandate announced in mid-September by President Joseph R. Biden. Okay, so there's a possibility that this has something to do with it. But they won't. It's more than likely likely the weather. It's probably the weather Mm. that other airlines clearly have problems. I mean, they canceled so many flights, too. I mean, yeah, they have. Well, you see, they have way better planes is the issue, and they don't have to worry about the weather. They have weather priority planes. They don't have to worry about that. Do you want me to do the next article about it, too? Or do you want to read through this next one? Southwest, now Bloomberg talked a little bit more about what the problem is. Southwest air pilots seek to block COVID vaccination mandate. Now, isn't it weird 
that this is not just the obvious story that's coming from all of the mainstream media everywhere. They're actually uh, just not talking about it, oddly, like it's not actually happening. Okay, so from Bloomberg, thanks, Mike. Southwest Airlines pilots asked a court to temporarily block the company from carrying out federally mandated coronavirus vaccinations until an existing lawsuit over alleged U.S. labor law violations is resolved. Southwest Southwest Airlines Pilots Association's filing Friday also asked for an immediate hearing on the request before a federal court in Dallas, claiming the carrier has continued to take unilateral actions that violate terms of the Railway Labor Act, which governs airline union relations. Those steps include the COVID-19 vaccination requirement. The Railway Labor Act. Mm Mm-hmm. That governs your airline union relations, by the way. That is the one that I would have assumed governed Mm -hmm. the airline unions. Same thing. Trains and planes. Same thing. Same, 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 same. The new vaccine, quote, the new vaccine mandate unlawfully imposes new conditions of employment and the new policy threatens termination of any pilot not fully vaccinated by December 8th. The legal filing said Southwest Airlines additional new and unilateral modification of the pilot's collective bargaining agreement is in clear violation of the RLA. Southwest sets the deadline on October 4th under a federal vaccination mandate for employees of companies holding contracts with the U.S. government. Workers can seek medical or religious exemptions. This, by the way, by the way, the 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 big federal mandate that everyone was all up in arms about uh, the thing that OSHA is going to be implementing. Not well, it's just yet, for the, you know? just for the federal government. Yeah, this one. This is the part that they did implement already, which has to do with the federal vaccination for companies that have contracts with the U.S. government, which we know is going to reach out towards every single part of the entire economy. Just about. I mean that probably people who do business with people who have contracts with mm. the government it's gonna they'll have to affect them too the union represents 9,000 southwest pilots pilots are the unique risk because adverse reactions to a vaccine could affect their ability to pass periodic medical examinations required to maintain their license and by the way my biggest hurdle i saw so far when i was going through wanting to get my pilot's license talking about all that is the fact that there are some pretty stringent medical examinations and i do have narcolepsy and that's probably not something that they want pilots to have. So even I mean, if you're going to pilot your own plane, because I could pilot my own plane into someone's house. If you could. I have, you if could. I have narcolepsy, you I could guess. drive your car into someone else's house. That's uh, don't try to come at me with good <laughs> analogies. Okay. That's it's, this is not the day for good analogies, but what you're saying is these two things are completely separate mm-hmm. and they have absolutely nothing to do with each other. There's no way that pilots um, in the union, their union that represents them, that are suing uh, the federal government, there's no way that that has any correlation to Southwest having, I don't know, uh, 90% more flights canceled than every other air, domestic airline. Yeah, that's not it. Couldn't be it. Mm-mm. There's um, no way. And, and so there's an interesting, so I tweeted something yesterday talking about this. Now, listen, there's a few, there's a lot of things coming together right here. One, we don't like the federal mandates. Okay. So we don't like that. Uh, This is actually not just a decision being made by Southwest corporate outside of the federal government because they have contracts with the federal government and the federal government has mandated that. These people are part of a union, something that I don't like for unions, uh, but that are deciding they're going to hold out on this and use up some of their vacation time before they get fired, I guess. And, um, and so then I'm like, well, the unions are getting together and doing this, but even if it wasn't that, could everyone group together and decide that they were going to, to not fly? Well, that's, that's fine too. Uh, do I think they should be able to be fired? Yes. Mm-hmm. If Southwest wants to fire them for not showing up to work, then uh, they should be able to do that. Now, there's a conflict right there where if Southwest is only doing this because of the federal mandate on companies that have contracts with the government, then those people being fired would be something that I wouldn't agree with because the company wasn't making that decision in the private market. They were doing it because the government was making that decision for them. There's a lot of tricky things going on Mm. right here. but Also, pilots are kind of hard to come by. 
Yeah. It's not, you just don't pass pilots every day for this many flights, by the way. So Southwest does like what? Three to 4,000 flights a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot. And there's very strict guidelines on who can actually fly commercial um, pilots with a certain number of souls on board. And also uh, there's very strict guidelines on how often they can fly or how many hours they can fly before they have to have a certain amount of rest and things like that. So you have to have a lot of pilots for this kind of operation. Now, so imagine firing half your staff. It's not like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people lined up wanting to be pilots, but how many licensed pilots can you actually hire to cover the people you're going to fire? Well, they'll finally, they'll probably just hire all women pilots too, because remember they want to get that whole diversity problem figured out this as well. So, oh, so this is an this is the whole thing is an equity pledge. Mm -hmm. It's a feminist gotcha. movement actually. Mm. It's happening right now. Now this all led. So you're saying to, women developed COVID? Yeah, yeah. Take men out of the workforce. That's what. Oh, okay. Hard-headed men that wouldn't get the vaccine out of the workforce. That's you uh, see how easy it is to develop a conspiracy <laughs> theory just based off of what a couple people have said, like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. Women made COVID. That's <laughs> because they knew that they would end up losing their jobs because they were too hard headed to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And then the women were the only people that could get hired and they could charge higher prices because of the labor shortage. And then we would finally have equal pay. <sighs> There we go. This is all part You of heard it here first, of it, folks. That's, that's okay. what it is. Um, now, this led to some dumb that was that would normally need to be in Friday's episode, for sure. But it, it, it was too dumb to wait until Friday because it pertains to the current story happening right now. And so from Palmer Report, one of the dumbest check marks I've seen on Twitter... <laughs> this has been going around all over the place and it should be and they've taken off the ability to reply to it so of course they would this attempt by unvaccinated southwest airline employees at crippling u.s air travel is the latest reminder that it's a very short distance from anti-vaxxer to domestic terrorist <laughs> it's the same thing folks it's they were just anti-vaxxers, and now they're domestic terrorists. Obviously. How do you not draw the, the line between these two? The, the, it connects immediately. <laughs> and now, what else they said? This is one of these takes where even some folks on my own side think I've gone too far, and the folks on the other side are calling me unhinged. But a week from now, polling will show that most Americans agree with me. I'm not too severe, just sometimes a bit too early. And you know what? Just triple stamping his double stamp there. Mm -hmm. Doubling down on this, and then there's a triple down here in a second. But you know what? Probably not too far off on that. Normally, you know, there's a reason we talk about the craziest things that people say. Because a couple of years later, it's not that crazy anymore. It's happening. We tilt towards crazy. It becomes mainstream. It becomes mainstream over time. So you got to pay attention to some of the dumb stuff that people say, like saying that people not flying the airplanes are domestic terrorists for not flying an airplane. Normally, if you flew an airplane into the wrong place, you might be a terrorist. Yes. Now, if you refuse to fly an airplane, then you're a domestic terrorist. Same thing. Yeah. It's, it, I know that you guys are thinking like, well, yeah, obviously, Nate, that's what's obviously happening. They also went on to say large numbers of wingers are having completely psychotic meltdowns over this tweet, which only proves how right I am. <laughs> if they didn't think the tweet applied to them, they wouldn't care about it one way or the other. <laughs> so the only reason you would re reply to this would be if it applied to you. That's the only reason you would care. I. It's amazing. And I don't even think that this person's as smart as your average politician. This guy sounds fun to date. Yeah. Or girl. For all you ladies or men or out there that want to date the person behind this Twitter. As a guy, he sounds fun to date. As a girl, this is a crazy <laughs> bee. Let me tell you what. Not going to happen. Oh. No possible way. This is all. the person you want to take home to your parents and be like, <laughs> yeah, this, this is the narcissist I pick. I mean, you know what I thought was interesting about this was um, we did our talk this uh, this weekend about privacy 
and how the government does things one step at a time is how they do it. They do things one step at a time. And so we see, just say after 9-11, well, there's terrorists. And there's obviously terrorists. There's terrorists that did attacks on 9-11. And then we need to give, give away all these rights so we can make sure that we stop the terrorist threats that mm -hmm. are out there. And then you start to see this morph into, well, what's a domestic terrorist? Well, that could be people who protested and then turned into rioting on Jan 6. Or this could be, uh, I don't know, parents who are upset at the school boards at their schools. Maybe domestic terrorists. Maybe it could be people who are just protesting something they don't like completely peaceful. This is even mostly not one of these pilots has flown a plane into anyone else. Okay. This has been a completely peaceful protest, but somehow by not taking an action, you're also becoming a, a terrorist, which most people on the left actually love when unions protest, mm -hmm. they can protest for all sorts of reasons, except for this one, because it doesn't align with their same ideology now where they usually support unions protesting for living wages or anything they care about well it's their right but now when it's something they don't agree with terrorist yeah just terrorist and so if they throw domestic on it to make it sound cool mm -hmm. you know kind of like democratic socialism you know they throw they have all these little things they throw together so terrorist that's what they are but it's it's interesting to see how this these idol ideolo ideologies do this. I can't talk today. It is Monday. My, mm. my brain does have a case of the Mondays today. It's a real thing. Um, it's interesting to see these ideologies do this and how this happens over time because you see in history how portions of populations, and I'll just be extreme right now, this is not happening. This is not what's happening right now. I'm talking about things that have happened in the past and that is not a direct correlation to what is currently happening. But in the past, it's like, how were you able to purge entire groups out of societies? How were you able to create a class of people and get the population to decide that it was okay to get rid of them eventually or to treat them as second or third or fourth class citizens? And like, I, how could a hundred million people actually be murdered? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, how, how do you, and, and people be okay with it? It starts, it starts not happening right now. It starts with this type of ideology right here, which is labeling the people who do things that you don't like as terrorists, as evil, terrible as people, evil, terrorist, murderous individuals who are killing other people. You label them as this just a little bit and then you you allow people to let this fester in their brain for a while and eventually they miss enough flights something like that we get a couple stories of how a heart transplant didn't make it a, a heart didn't make it to someone who needed a transplant on one of these flights and so the kid died and then all of a sudden if you protest against this then you're a terrorist, then you must be stopped. Or if you protest against the government, then you're a terrorist, then you must be stopped. You're cancer. And what do we do with cancer? You, um, I don't know. You get rid of it. Yeah. You cut it out. Or you're a terrorist and, or you are affiliated with terrorism. So that's the other thing. It's mm -hmm. not just, if you're affiliated with it, then we just hold you in a prison in Cuba for 15 years and never charge you with a crime. Oh, there was a uh, one more dumb thing here associated with this. Let me switch over to the other dumb. If you're going to make an analogy, don't be an idiot. Okay. I'm a stickler for good analogies. And if they don't line up properly, it really bothers me. And if you don't want to really bother me, then don't make stupid analogies. Okay. Matt, I gather the same folks who are praising Southwest Airlines employees who are staging a sick out by shutting down air traffic are the same folks who condemn Black Lives Matter protesters as terrorists for blocking ground traffic with peaceful marches. Okay. Now, at first, when you first look at it, I feel like, you're like, okay, well, you know, people were stopping travel and we get upset when you impede travel. And so that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Except for the fact. Well, and if this was, if this statement was true, then the analogy holds. Mm-hmm. 
if that were true. But there's a key piece of this that you're getting ready to tell the folks. I know exactly what you're going to tell them. What there's am a, I going to say? There's a key piece of this surrounding one particular word called peaceful. Oh, well, peaceful is a, is a, that's not where I was going, but that's a <laughs> oh. big part. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the other part of it is. Because I'm pretty sure they were blocking ground traffic and all kinds of things by burning down buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is peaceful marches, by the way. Same some thing. Of, some of them were peaceful. Some, some of them were not. And in fact, I would guess that the people, uh, the Black Lives Matter, the people condemned as terrorists, were the ones who were looting and burning and killing people. Like the, the that's probably who they were talking about. Maybe they were talking about people who were blocking traffic. Also, I don't think you should block traffic for people. But there's a big difference in blocking traffic on a roadway. And that difference is that when you're in your car and you're blocked, you're the person who's driving your car and who is trying to travel somewhere. And you're in your vehicle, you're on your road that you paid for some, and you're trying to travel somewhere by your own abilities and your own might, your sheer tyranny of, tyranny of will, moving that car from one direction to the other. This is a little different because... If you were to say that um, people were trying to get into people's cars and have them drive them around, and those people were refusing to drive them around, then that would be the same thing. This is someone who can't fly a plane. I can't fly. I don't have a plane. I can't fly a plane, according to my wife. I can't fly a plane. And I'm relying on someone else to magically let me into their plane and take me across the country in a few hours. Now, I don't have a right to force someone else to let me get in their plane and take me across the country magically. I don't have a right to do that. If I had a right to do it, it would be I have my own plane, I knew how to fly my plane, and then I could get in my plane, and then I could take it to somewhere else in the country. So there's a there's a difference here between blocking someone who is trying to travel on their own, on their own accord, in their own vehicle, trying to get somewhere, and a difference in saying that uh, if you refuse to get in there and perform a service for people, that you're doing the same thing as other people are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's just I'm saying I am an analogy Nazi. Okay. Well, now you lost the whole thing. I lost everything. You just said Nazi. By that mean, by that I mean I am a stickler for analogies matching up properly. Yeah. And so anyway, what about Stickler's mom? It's got it going on. Okay, good. Yeah. Also, you you don't see the pilots locking arms on the runway. No, stopping planes are flying. Right, stopping yeah. planes from taking off. That's not. They're not. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. They're not like, hey, let's all have breakfast and and then meet together, and let's uh, set fire to a couple planes, and then we're also going to lock arms and stand on the runway so that the planes can't take off. But we need to make sure that we are you know, stacked on the runway because they can fly over us if they, Mm -hmm. you know, so we need to take up the whole run. They're not doing that. (laughs) It's not the same thing. It's also those protests weren't peaceful. That's true. You can't say, yeah, you're right. Dumb analogy. That's a pretty dumb analogy. The hypocrisy label gif applies to him. I, um, I looked at my calendar today because at first I thought it was a stock market holiday today. And I was trying to see if the stock market was a, in fact, observing the holiday the federal holiday so i looked to see i was like what holiday is even in october i don't even know what that is i looked on my calendar today and it said columbus day slash indigenous people's day and in fact that is a thing now that i didn't know was a thing as of uh, last friday from president biden columbus day is now columbus day slash indigenous people's day just by executive order. Just by executive order. And, I, you know, I, I don't have any issue with having an Indigenous Peoples Day, really, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But you have to ask, why did they decide to put it on Columbus Day? I, if you were to think about that. Which is shocking, because typically they would definitely just give another federal holiday. Yeah. Why not another day? Yeah. So, I guess they didn't 
have any more federal holidays available. Well, we're going to dive into that, but first I need to tell you guys about our sponsor. If you're listening to this show, then I know you're a person who cares about their liberty, at least we hope. There's also a good chance you're tired of waiting around for political change, tired of being duped by political parties like the LP and the Republicans and the Dems, filling you with the hope and then never coming through. Well, if you're ready to take matters into your own hands, then I want to tell you about a new community called the Nomad Network. Folks, we talk all the time about personal responsibility and how we want to change all these things, but you still have a duty to yourself, to your family, to the people who rely on you to, um, to, to navigate the market. The market is the market, regardless of how we think we can make it better. So the Nomad Network is the number one community for liberty-minded people just like you who want to create freedom in their lifetime by focusing on entrepreneurship, investment, and income mobility. I, uh, I use the app, by the way, and it's it's really good. Very clean, very easy to use. A lot of new apps out there, they're like real clunky and just kind of don't work very well, real glitchy and all that. This thing is smooth. I sent Jason a note and I said, hey, good job, man. It's smooth. Good job. I'm proud. Smooth as cinnamon, nice. cinnamon butter. Because that tastes better. <laughs> Whether you have an existing business looking to start one or simply want to network with other like-minded people, the Nomad Network is the place for you. And the best part of this whole thing is it's free. There's nothing better than free. I've been using it for a couple of weeks now. Uh, Stapleton has not showed up at my house requesting no, that I give him money. It's free. No. So all you have to do is go to www.nomadnetwork.app app slash gml and that's important www you have to enter that www.nomadnetwork.app slash gml right now to see what everyone is talking about and uh, it, it's free as i mentioned and i wanted to tell you guys briefly that if you think that well there's so many people doing entrepreneurship or whatever the competition's too stiff i'm here to tell you it's not I see a lot of people making fun of others for, you know, having a certain type of business or, oh, they're just out there doing this or whatever. The truth of the matter is most people out there, not only will they not continue and work hard and grind through to become successful, they won't even start. So if you actually start and start to invest in yourself and invest in these types of things and ask other like-minded people the question, get that motivation, that encouragement, connect with them because maybe they are in the same type of business you are, you are 30,000 million steps ahead. That's Biden, Biden math, mm -hmm. 30 trillion billion. Okay. <laughs> That's how many steps ahead you are because 90% of people won't even give it a try. So it's free to do it. Go sign up www.nomadnetwork.app slash GML. Get your free account. Plus we know the guy running this thing. He's really a really, really good dude. Uh, his whole team's great, by the way. So www.nomadnetwork.app slash GML. Go get your mother trucking free account. Every, every time I see a negative comment about ads, I'm going to add 10 seconds to the ad. So I just want to tell you, it's a really great app. And when you go on to this app, www.nomadnetwork.app slash GML, you tell them that we sent you. You say, hey, we got this from GML. I heard about you on GML, and I am now going to tell you that I heard about this on GML. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. Live group. Okay. Take that. <laughs> All right. Th this coming from NPR, <clears throat> Columbus, indigenous, Columbus, indigenous. Goodbye, Columbus, question mark. So goodbye, Columbus. Sorry, that's how I should have read it. <laughs> Here's what Indigenous Peoples Day means to Native Americans. This year marks the first time a U.S. president has officially recognized Indigenous Peoples Day. President Biden issued a proclamation. thought that's what kings did, but... Well, and, and, President Link, Biden and Lincoln. Issued a proclamation on Friday to observe this October 11th as a day to honor Native Americans, their resilience, and their contributions to American society throughout history, even as they faced assimilation, discrimination, and genocide spanning generations. The move shifts focus from Columbus Day, the federal holiday celebrating Christopher Columbus, which shares the same date as Indigenous Peoples Day this year. And there's no, uh, don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> there's no doubt that the Native Americans faced a lot of horrific things, mm -hmm. including genocide and discrimination and all kinds of things. That I'm not speaking small, you know, ill of any of that. Smallpox was a thing. And it's so uh, honestly, terrible that I have fault for not being vaccinated. They, 
<laughs> they refuse the small packs. Small, yeah. Anti-vaxxers. And, and look, uh, it, it's sad that we have to add that disclaimer every single time, but it's the truth of the matter because uh, don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? Dylan Baca, a 19-year-old Arizonian who was instrumental in helping broker the proclamation is overwhelmed by the gravity of Biden's action. Despite anything else he's done, so, at least he did this. So the, okay? whole, the whole reason I wanted to even talk about this today was just how fake it all is. Mm-hmm. It's really what it is. Like, this is just, here's a day. Will you guys please shut up now? There's a day called Indigenous Peoples Day. Officially. It's on the calendar. Shut up. All right? That's what this is. Yeah. And it's sad that a lot of people take it as, okay, as a victory. No, we won. What changed? What changed at all? They oh, got, I feel better. They got a day. That's great. There's a day. Mm. And listen to how this moves, this 19-year-old. Quote, I still don't think I've fully absorbed what what that has meant. Um, probably because it's nothing. Because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. He said, quote, this is a profound thing the president has done, and it's going to mean a lot to so many people. It means a lot. Indigenous People's Day advocates, advocates say the recognition helps correct a whitewashed American history that has glorified Europeans like Italian explorer Christopher Columbus, who have committed violence against indigenous communities. Native Americans have long criticized the inaccuracies and harmful narratives of Columbus's legacy and credited him with his discovery of the Americas when indigenous people were there first. Um, of course. They didn't call dibs, though. That's <laughs> the problem. Listen, I'm making a lot of crude, terrible jokes, but... S- Hundreds of years later, it, you got to open it up for some jokes. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and not that they need any, anything to feel bad about. Or, I mean, they need my jokes. Like Lincoln needs to like Lincoln needs a hole in the head, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just figured I'd go ahead and botch the Lincoln joke too. So does Australia have an indigenous people's day against Great Britain? <laughs> I don't know. You I know? think they just moved it back to being a prison colony. <laughs> just, because you right on back. You have to take this into context, folks. This was in the the 1400s, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's the 1492 project. There, yeah, yeah. The, the CIA. <laughs> that, that's what they did. It's, see, you guys don't know this. CIA actually comes from England. It's this whole thing, right? We're still controlled by those, you know, Westerners over there. Anyway, <laughs> Project 1492. That's what they. They haven't redacted that yet, but Nate figured it out. Anyway, this happened in the 1400s, and during that time period, there was no democracy in the 1400s, okay? There was no, uh, there were no republic governments really set up. There was no nothing. How you gained wealth, there wasn't capitalism. How you gained wealth is you took over other people, you took their land and all their wealth, and you just gave it to yourself, okay? And that's what... England, Italy, Spain, all of these people, that's what they were on. They were on an, an, an imperial quest, right? They were there to conquer. Columbus was sent to find gold and bring it back. Um, and that's essentially what he did. I would even venture to um, say that the Native Americans that were here before us probably had fought over some of those territories themselves for quite some time. Yes. That it wasn't always that that's just where they were born and that's just where they all happened to be. That those ended up being those specific territories because they fought over those territories and continued to fight over who was actually going to occupy those lands. The Aztecs expanded their empire. The Mayans expanded theirs. The Inca expanded theirs in South America. And probably people before them were expanding shit. And people before them were doing that. Mm-hmm. And then chimpanzees were punching each other in the face and still are. Ripping, ripping themselves apart. They still are, actually. Yeah trying to trying to have a certain land zone or whatever fact, people around the world still fight over land it's right happening now. right we now still have wars for land yes it still happens okay we have land right now that we've taken from other places in the last 100 years or so Jeez, you ever in the you last 20 ever, you guys <laughs> ever gone to hawaii and seen all of the signs all over the, i know that we're hawaii's favorite morning show but that's by force have you guys ever seen all the signs around places in Hawaii talking about wanting mainlanders to stay out and how the land was stolen and all, and all that? I mean, it kind of did them dirty. 
down there. I think okay. they're getting up the scenery. The they signs have, are. There's, <laughs> there's still there's still countries fighting over land. You still don't know if Russia is going to try to take some land from Ukraine. You don't know if uh, if Israel and Palestine are ever going to figure out their land disputes that are happening. You know if China's going to take over Taiwan sometime. Just because like. At, you can't we just, just went over China and Hong Kong. Yeah. You can't just look and say like, okay, right now, this year, all the land grabbing stops. We've officially settled what all the countries are, and now it doesn't happen anymore. It's the, whitewashed and, and all that. It, it's only the white people who were taking land from people. The, and, and by the way, we're still not trying to minimize the terrible things that happened to the people the land was taken from. We're just saying that... America is not unique in the fact that this happened. This happened in every single land that there is, except for some of those islands where the same tribes have been there for a really long time. They didn't manage to fight everybody off. It may happen there sometime. We don't know. But this happened everywhere that there is, that people were not the original people that were on the land. And the annoying part I find about this is just how fake it is. Because... If, you're, if you've got a principle that like everything we did was wrong and it shouldn't have happened and we need to do something about it, give the land back. Do it. That's not, that's not on the table. It's just a day. By the way, it's just a day. And you know why it's not on the table? Because the people up there high ups that are trying to throw out these virtue signals don't actually care. They don't actually care about what happened. They're just winning political points. That's it. It's just politics. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Because if it wasn't just politics, if we were going to operate based on a set of principles that we should not have taken these land from people and it was theirs and it, and it's rightfully theirs, then they would be signed instead of trying to give the land back. But they wouldn't because they would lose their next election and that's what they actually care about. That's it. And again, like you said, this doesn't discount the terrible things that happened in history. There are absolutely awful, unbelievable things that have happened to human beings. There are awful, unbelievable things that are happening right now to human beings. And it's absolutely terrible. And this doesn't discount any of that at all. But as you, as you're saying there, you said earlier, this is all fake. Mm-hmm. It's just a giant virtue signaling political hack. It's, it's people protesting. Much like Trump's recognizing of Israel's capital. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's, it's to me, I liken it as uh, people protesting for criminal justice reform that needs to happen. And in response, you paint Black Lives Matter on a street. And that's it. No criminal justice reform. That doesn't happen. We painted Black Lives Matter on a street. There you go. Shut up and go home that's and go back win. to work is what that says. I don't actually care. I want you to get off of my back. That is what it says. And that's why it's so annoying because some people can do this and then they can just walk around with their moral high ground all up on their virtuous high horse, waving their virtue signaling flag. And then people will also take it and they'll look at them and say, oh, look how good these people are. They made a day. Now, did we get anything out of this? We've been saying that this was our land this entire time that it was stolen and then even Congress people will agree and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. This is your land. Here's your day on the calendar. There you go. It kind of reminds me of uh, the that Jordan Peterson GQ interview. Yeah. Where he was like, well, how'd you get your privileged position or whatever? You know, and if you really believe what you're saying, then quit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to quit. Well, so, uh, after the story, well, I don't know if you were here when I, it might have been on White Pill Wednesday when we talked about the land that had been taken away from a black family in the 1920s, I believe, in California and Los Angeles gave the land back to them last week or the week before they gave it back to them. And a lot on the Twitter comments were, yeah, this should be done with all the land that was stolen from people. And my comment response was you first. Yeah. Go ahead. Give your house up. Who are you giving your house to? Because whoever you're, you bought it from or the landlord bought it from or whoever it was, that's not who it originally belonged to. And you know the weird thing about this whole, this would still be my land, and you look at a family and you say, well, this would still be your land. It's weird coming from a bunch of people who think that inheritance is evil. Yeah, right. You know? 
Like, what do you mean it should still be your land? You think all the government, you think the government should take all the land after people die anyway? That makes too much sense, Nate. Okay. You can't, you can't make sense. I thought that okay. inheriting land and generational wealth was actually a it's, bad thing. Instead, Nate, we should just focus on what actually happened and how we feel about it. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to finish this off here. Is what these changes actually, what they actually accomplish, Nate, what this actually means. Mm-hmm. Quote, what these changes accomplish piece by piece is visibility for native people in the United States. This is coming from uh, Van Hevelen. Until native people are or are fully seen in our society and in everyday life, we can't accomplish those bigger changes. As long as native people remain invisible, it's much easier for people to look past those real issues and those real concerns within those communities. So this solves that problem. Yeah. And here's Pro- this. I can't believe we didn't solve this before got this whole fake problem that native people are invisible you know i'm sorry that you've you can feel invisible but number one if you actually are invisible then you're probably going to be a trillionaire because you just invented something that people have been trying to invent for a really long time and honestly you should be proud of yourself one of the number one superpowers that people say they want is to be able to be invisible so um you're not actually invisible i'm sorry that you feel that way but then again, feeling a certain way does not mean that that's actually how everyone sees you. That means that that's how you feel. I could feel mm-hmm. invisible to other people. Like, so I just feel like I'm invisible to Charlie. <laughs> and Charlie could be like, I can see you. I literally talk to you every single day. You're my best friend. You're like, no, I feel, I just feel like, it. No, I feel invisible. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I win the argument. <laughs> you know, I, I said, I feel which means I win. Oh, it's so good. It's so good that I, oh. I don't know why this is so annoying to me. My wife and I watch a lot of these shows. Like we were watching Yellowstone and talking and, and obviously this is a TV show, but on the res, people are upset about on the reservation, upset about being separated from everyone. And, and I'm just like, then leave the reservation. And like, I didn't like the, where I live, like no one brought me and carried me into my house and handed me everything I had. I, just, I had to go somewhere and make money and go live there with everyone. No, like, you got that from your... Why the separation? <coughs> you got that from your privileged Asian whiteness. Ugh. So I don't think we really have to get into the rest of this article. It just talks about what is Columbus Day. By the, I just wanted to tell you, by the way, Columbus Day doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like they're replacing evil whitewashed Columbus, who was Italian, by the way. Um, Not like they're replacing him with Indigenous Peoples Day. No, it's still Columbus Day, but also just Indigenous People Day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad we have all these things to recognize. There was one part that was important here where Representative Tana Sanchez from Oregon said, I don't know that we'll ever get to a place where people have their land back or have the the recognition of who they are to the degree that we need or need to or should to the degree that we need to or should so there's a representative saying that you'll never have your land back to the degree that we need to or should propose it have you proposed that no because you would lose your election and that's what's more important to you so i'm sick of all this stupid virtue signaling and i'm sick of people who fall for it i just am but you know she goes on to say here nate this is this is important Mm-hmm. Because now, finally, we will have a greater opportunity to educate people and help them understand why we are where we are right now. Yep. 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 It's not about right and the wrongs. We just want people to be educated when they see Columbus slash Indigenous Peoples Day. Now they'll they'll ask more questions, I guess, or something. I don't I don't know. Very important. Very important stuff. All right. So last thing, we'll just wrap up here before I have some type of a heart attack. Um, I just wanted to mention the blood pressure's back, huh? Blood pressure's back right now. Um, a great article here from Fee, Mr. Brad Palumbo. He's got a podcast called Breaking Boundaries with featuring himself, Brad Palumbo. Said that progressive politicians predicted a massive tsunami of evictions after the Supreme Court ended the moratorium. And it just hasn't happened, by the way. Actually, evictions are down. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another important thing to remember is when all the politicians are out there just spreading hyperbole like a virus amongst all the people, that they're also just fake all the time, too. They're just lying. I haven't gotten my hyperbole 
vaccine. I got that is the one vaccine I did sign up for. I got it. I am immune to hyperbole. <laughs> Very much so. (laughs) When the Supreme Court struck down the CDC's unconstitutional eviction moratorium, critics predicted absolute disaster. They claimed that an end to the federal agency's order, which prevented landlords from evicting most non-paying tenants, would lead to millions of people being thrown out into the street. Some of the rhetoric from progressive politicians was downright hysterical. You're just being sexist right there, honestly. Probably. Congresswoman Ayanna Presley... (laughs) I say that because I saw this debate that Dave Rubin did with uh, this really famous lawyer, the woman, and he said that she was being hysterical about something. And she just went on and on about how it was a sexist comment. And like, she just total subject change. Like, oh, the sexist guy, you should make the sexist comments like that. Calling me hysterical. So anyway, (laughs) Brad, sexist as you are, we're still going to read this. Okay. (laughs) Iona Presley warned there would be an eviction tsunami in a national tent city. Meanwhile, Senator Ed Markey said that we are going to see a historic and devastating wave of evictions in every corner of our country. AOC, Even for though her, our country doesn't have corners. <laughs> AOC, for her part, said that the moratorium was necessary to stop a secondary pandemic of evictions. <laughs> you see what they do here because, oh, look, everyone's worried about a pandemic. People are very, very pandemic conscious right now so now mm. when we talk about evictions let's describe that as a pandemic mm. Mm, that's what we should do and claim that as of august up to one in every six renters in the united states was facing eviction thankfully these disastrous outcomes haven't come to pass in fact the rate of evictions has hardly changed at all new reporting reveals quote in major metropolitan areas the number of eviction filings has dropped or remained flat since the supreme court struck down the cdc's moratorium according to experts and data collected by the eviction lab at Princeton University. In cities around the country, including Cleveland, Memphis, Charleston, and Indianapolis, eviction filings are well below their pre-pandemic levels. Hmm. Simply put, the eviction moratorium was creating countless real problems while responding to only imaginary ones. With the Supreme Court's belated ruling striking down the CDC's unlawful and unnecessary order, the rental market has finally been able to return to normal functioning. And despite progressive predictions, the market's return hasn't led to a disaster at all, suggesting that the federal government's meddling was the real problem all along. Imagine that. Now I cut some other really great stuff out of there. I'll put the link to that in the show notes, but you know, I don't just want to read the whole thing word for word. Imagine that. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. you know, the things we talk about on this show might have, you know, some merit. Yeah. Well, Nah. Just a little bit. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. That's all bit. I'm saying. All right, y'all. Well, if you enjoyed today's show, please hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's actually a follow button now. It's a follow button. Smash that thing. Head on over to YouTube, please. YouTube. The the regular YouTube from Google. Okay. YouTube.com. Uh, search up your Good Morning Liberty, your favorite show. Hit that subscribe button on there as well. Is it a bell or something? It actually says subscribe, I think. Yeah. yeah. Subscribe. Go over there and do that. Leave us a rating and review. Five stars because it's worth it. If you do all of those things, and I mean all of them, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.